1: Free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homeshef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: I got some more silly season trade targets for you all today for this episode of the Locked on Penguins Podcast. One being a top six forward slash maybe a third line center, and another one being a defenseman since I do think Kyle Dubas is going to want to change on the back end that. Plus, much more is coming up for today's episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. You're locked on penguins.
0: Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen today. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked for twenty dollars off your first purchase. So let's get right into it. Looking at a top six winger slash a third line center trade option since this player can play both wing and center. And I continue to look at the Winnipeg Jets. I honestly think the Jets this summer, they got a lot of pieces that they have to make decisions on. Obviously counter Hellebuck, pierre loc Dubois. I think he wants to go to Montreal. He has one more year left on his contract. Got Nikolai Ehlers, Kyle Connor, and another player here, who I, do, who I do think makes some sense, even though he only has one year left on his contract, is Mark Scheifele in his 30s now, but he just had another ridiculous year for the Jets. 42 goals, 68 points, make $6.125 million for this next season. If you can get the Jets to maybe retain some money on that deal, that would be awesome. I know he scored 40 goals and had 68 points, but I don't think he's going to cost you as much as say maybe like a Kyle Connor would, you know, Connor, I think is one of the best young goal scorers in this game right now. Shifley a bit older, still had a really good season, but you know, do you think he's going to score 40 again next year? Maybe not, but this would still be a pretty big splash. If you are Kyle Dubas, he can play center. He can play wing. I mean, he could definitely solve your third line center problem because the penguins badly need one heading into next season. And no, he he had a very good season in Winnipeg. Even though Rick Bonus is not really big on offense for his system, he still had a tremendous season for the Jets. And he was on the ice. The Jets had 51% of the shot attempts. They also had f- about 50% of the actual goals, a little over 50%, I should say. 52% of the scoring chances, about 51% of the high danger chances, and 49% of the expected goal share. He has eight straight seasons of 20 goals. Or more, so he is going to put the puck in the back of the net. Great five on, great on five on five. Can play on the second power play. Maybe he can even kill penalties for you if you need to. But you know, I think the Penguins have other better players who can kill penalties at this point. He is the total package. And again, Winnipeg, I really do think has. Honestly, I feel like it's just like a bidding war. All these teams are going to be lining up to trade with the Jets because. I think there's a good chance they blow it up. I mean, I think that, that the time is now for them to go in another direction or just, you know, say well, we're going to rebuild because they've been kind of stuck in the mud for the last several years. Kevin Shevolday off their general manager, makes some moves, but he's also very inactive as a GM. It's kind of crazy that he's been there since I was in high school. He, I actually did not know. I forgot about this until a couple of days ago. Him and Yarmo kick a line and have been, both been GMs in the league since I've been in high school. And for the same team, I don't understand that. <laughs> like, is that like, and they're not even like anyone's kids or something like that. So I don't know how that that's possible. But hey, you know, I'm not I'm not going to question it. But Shifley still a very good player. I know he's a bit a little older in his thirties. He makes six point one two five million. His numbers could go down, but if you're looking at just this next season. For the Penguins, I think it makes a good bit of sense. I think he's going to score a bit more than Jason Zucker would. And I mean no disrespect to Jason Zucker, who just had a 27-goal season, one of his best seasons of his career. But I I think I would rather have Shifley at $6.125 million for a year than Zucker at whatever you know, $4.55 that he's going to ask for on his next year. And I also do think Zucker could ask for a good chunk of term on his next year. And I do think there will be some suckers out there who will give it to him. I just don't know if that's going to be Kyle Dubas and company, especially because he he didn't acquire Zucker. And I don't think he's really going to be the the one to give him what he's looking for. But in terms of this window, it makes sense. You'd have to think about an extension past this season. But he'll be in his early 30s when this deal is up. That will be really his final time that he can sign a big contract in the NHL. So I think he's going to be looking to cash out in general. If I were the Penguins, I would just take him for this season. If you can get him on a discount after that, great. But I would still obviously have Jake Gensel as your higher priority because, you know, they both are making 6 million plus heading into next season. in this hypothetical at least, but you know, he, he definitely checks a lot of boxes when it comes to me, he has that beautiful wrist shot, great passing ability fits Mike Sullivan's system to a T can four check hard. Uh, I would be very much in favor of getting Shifley on Webpack. And again, I, I'll say this one more time. I don't really think the price to get him is going to be that much. I mean, I, again, I, and I know that sounds weird. You're You're probably going to think I'm crazy because he just had a 40 goal plus season, but you know, he's going into the final year of his contract. He doesn't have so much term. So you can probably get him for, I mean, I, I think the first round pick for sure. Prospect, maybe a roster player. I don't think it's going to be like how, what Jacob Trickman went for when he went for just draft picks. I think it's going to be a little more than that. But I also don't think you're going to have to pay what you would have to for someone like Ehlers or Connor, where it's probably multiple picks. Top prospect, really good roster play. I think it could just be, you know, <clears throat> one of your defensemen that you have, a forward plus a top prospect. Like, you know, if you can get and eh, I don't want to say this, if you can maybe get Kevin Chevel off to take Owen Pickering, and I, I hate saying that because he's our top prospect in the system, I think you do it because, you know, if you look at, you know, some some models with how he's projected to be an NHL or only ranks in the 16th percentile to even reach the NHL. And I was pretty high on that pick last year, but he didn't really have that good of a season in juniors this year. Maybe his development is you know a bit slower compared to others. And obviously, sometimes those you know, some of those you know models don't account for that. But I think the time to trade him is now if you're looking at immediate help for this upcoming season, and maybe Dayoff will see that. See that he's a good piece for the rebuild that they are going to go on. He'll say yes to that, plus a roster player forward or defenseman. And then maybe, you know, your first round pick. That's what I'm looking at in terms of a trade for Shifley. But he would score a lot of goals in this system, put up a lot of points. You could rotate him between positions, you putting him next to Malkin, you know, in Rust. Raquel, even or you putting him up with Sidney Crosby as well would be a lot of fun. And again, you could also just have him be your third line center if your center, you know, if your top three centers are Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Mark Shifley, you're doing a pretty good job. Even even if it's for just one year, right? You're still doing a bang up job for that. And then your fourth line center, you can figure that out. Is that if that's Ryan Paling? If that's someone in free agency, Kyle Dubas can figure that out down the road. But I really like Shifley. He's a player I've always admired. In Winnipeg, I think he's been super underrated up there for quite a long time. And I, I, I do think the, the time is now for the Jets to really consider moving him and I think a lot of their other pieces because I think they've gone as far as they can with this core. And it's time for them to go in another direction to try to actually contend because they're just stuck in, in, in a middling spot, to be honest, and... you you, you need to you either need to contend or you need to rebuild you can't just be stuck in this middle and i think the jets are going to go toward the latter which is rebuilding at least that's you know i think the indications i've gotten out of winnipeg i mean i'm not hearing anything obviously but indications are just based off some comments you know from rick bonus i think kevin chevoldale some of the players i think that that, some of these players are going to want out if that's the direction that they go in but that wraps up this first segment, looking into Mark Shifley. Let me know what you think down in the comments. For If you're watching on YouTube, you can also send me a DM. Do you like Mark Shifley? Do you think it makes sense for just a year? And just let me know what you're thinking. Yes, I do think Dubis will try to retain some money on this deal. It would be nice to have a GM that actually knows how to retain money on trades. I don't think Ron Hextall even knew that was a thing. When he was here in Pittsburgh coming up in the second set, we're going to get into the a defenseman trade target that has emerged from my head because this team I think is going to have a cap crunch coming this summer. But before we jump into that, We have to discuss game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section, row for less, they will credit you 110% of the difference. You can download the game time app right now. Create an account and use code NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price
0: guaranteed. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, we're back here in this episode
2: of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodies. you to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen today. We are free and available on all platforms. So I-, I keep thinking back to what Kyle Dubas said at his press conference a week ago. It's crazy. It's already been a week that he wanted to really think about changing up the back end. And I do think he is going to make some changes there, whether it's maybe Jan Ruda going out the door, Jack Petrie getting traded, if you could find a taker on that. And I still think it's more unlikely that he gets traded. Just that contract, 6.25 million for two more years. He's in his mid thirties. What team is going to take that on? I know that the free agent defensive market is not that good. We've got Orlov, Ryan Graves, a couple others, but. I just I struggle to see a team taking on that full contract. I think the Penguins, if they trade him, they would have to retain some money, or if they even somehow find a taker, they would have to I think attach a sweetener for that team. You know, like I, I voted the Ducks, maybe the Sharks some bad Western conference team, maybe even Chicago, Kyle Davidson was talking about how he's willing to take on bad contracts. And he's already been talking to some teams. Maybe you could get them to take them on just because the Blackhawks need to reach the cap floor for this upcoming season. And they're going to be really bad, but you know, that that's also easier said than done, but this defenseman plays would play on the left side would be a Brian Duman replacement and a target that I think the Penguins should very seriously consider is Matt Grizzlick. Of the Boston Bruins has a lot of experience playing top four minutes is coming off a ridiculous season for the Bruins when he was on the ice. The Bruins had 51.4% of the shot attempts, 52% of the scoring chances, 53.5% of the high danger chances and a ridiculous 69% nice by the way. 69% 69% of the high-danger goals for, 38 high-danger goals for, 17 against. He was ridiculous. And you want another stat? When I was on Natural Stature today looking it up, I added this to my notes for the show today. During five-on-five play, Matt Grizzlick, when he was on the ice, he had a 70.7 goals for percentage during five-on-play. When he was on the ice, the Bruins had over 70% of the actual goals for it. Highest among all active defensemen who played over a thousand minutes this season. That is how good he was in Boston. He's played a lot with Charlie McAvoy. He can play, he's played on the second pairing. He can play you know with any of the defensemen on the right side, whether it's Chapitre if he stays, that's someone else they, they bring in for that spot, or he can play on the top pairing with Krystyn because his numbers with McAvoy have been very good throughout his career. He has one more year left on his contract. A little under $4 million per season. Actually, it's a little less than $3.7 Again, can easily slide into a top four role to play in Jumo's spot. And as I have said, <clears throat> the Bruins, the big one, they have a huge cap crunch coming. They have to make a decision on their goaltending situation. What's going to happen with Jeremy Swayman? Are you going to move on from this Almar? Patrice Bergeron, is he going to come back? He'll sign probably for cheap just because that's the, you know, that's just, how he is he's only signed for 2.5 million this past season but you still need to figure out how you're going to put the team around him is taylor hall going to stay you know what about brandon Carlo? that's another target if if the penguins do trade jeff petrie brandon carlo is someone i think to monitor for his spot and i'll get into him a little later on maybe next week or the week after as we can continue to do some silly season stuff but Grizzlick is awesome He also, again, only has one more year left, so he would have to make a decision on it after the season, but you punt that until after. A lot of these players that I've discussed these past couple of days, whether it's the goalie market, the defensive market, or the forward market, they have contracts with only a year left on it. You can punt that decision. Heck, Dubas might punt the Jake Denzel decision to next year, and I have more on that coming up after this break for this segment. But... This is what you do when you're in win-namo. You don't want to worry about those contracts. That's one thing that I think Ron Hextall really failed at doing, especially with the Jeff Carter extension. He just thought of, oh, I got to sign him right away just because he's playing well, but he didn't think of the aging curve and how he could fall off at any time. And now the Penguins are stuck with that contract for another year. You know, it's different with someone like Denzel or some of these other players I've discussed because they're not as old as Carter is. But still, you don't want to make a decision that could handcuff the team down the road. You know, another one, as I've said, Jeff Petrie. He makes a ridiculous amount of money. He's going to be the second high right now. He is the second highest paid player on the team going into next season, only behind Sidney Crosby. That's a problem. Discussion, whole discussion for another day, but that is a problem. But Grizzly, I know he's a bit small, below six feet. I know people like size in their defenders, and I, I totally get that. But he is great at moving the puck up the ice. Has a great first pass. It just you know, his, his vision on the ice is tremendous. Good offensive ability. Had almost thirty points this season. Can clean up anyone's mistakes in the defensive zone. Can play on the second power play unit. Can kill penalties. He is an all-around great top four defenseman. And you know, again, he he brings an element to this decor that I don't think they have enough of, which is more. Offense had almost thirty points this past season, four of them were goals. I just when I look at the decor right now, outside of Chris Letang and maybe Jeff Petrie to I T, I don't see any many other defensive who bring a lot of consistent offense on a nightly basis. Pio Joseph, you can put in there. I think he did bring a decent amount of offense this past season. It was his defensively where he gave it back, but even Petrie at time a lot of times this season. Wasn't up to par from with from how he played in Montreal. Patterson's your defensive guy. That's good. Ruedel's your defensive guy. That's fine. John Ruedel's your defensive guy. That's fine. But I still want you know a, another defenseman or two maybe who can bring more offense to the table. So it's not just mostly Tang and a little bit of Po Joseph and also a little bit of Jack Petrie bringing you your offense on an every night basis. Because again, you know m- most of it is Tanger. Well, oh, let's be real here. He has most of his seasons, you know, he's had over 40 plus points, 50 plus had some over 60 plus. even has one where he has, I believe, 70 plus points in a season. And Grizzly, I'm not saying he's going to get 50 to 70 points with this team, but I do think he has the ability to skip, you know, 30, 35 points in a season for the Penguins. I don't think the cost to acquire him is going to be that much, especially if the Bruins are in a cap crunch, a couple of assets. I think that's what you're looking at, but I am a big fan of his game. He has been awesome for the Bruins these past several years, ever since he came into the league. Honestly, I am a big fan of him and just his overall ability on the ice. I think he would also fit Mike Sullivan's system to a T. So these couple of trade options are just two that I've really thought of over the past couple of days when I've been planning out my shows, you know, for the past couple of days, at least for here with the goalie market and then a couple of more silly season stuff. Let me know your thoughts on that down in the comments. You can also send me DMs on social media if you're there. What do you think of Matt Grislyk? Do you think he'll be a good fit for the Penguins? What would you give up to get him? And are you concerned at all that he only, also only has one more year left on his contract? So, that's that segment. Coming up to end the show, we are going to get into... Cole Caulfield's extension and whether he truly set the bar for Jake Bensel because he also he only has one more year left on his contract at six million, per we're gonna get into that. But before we discuss that, we do have to get into bird dogs. They are shorts that make you look good. They stretch khaki shorts, and they are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They also do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They also fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton bird dogs. They fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs also use anti stink sweat waking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. You can go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL and you can enter promo code locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that.
0: Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game-changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
2: All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. you to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at and of things, and of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen Sox watch of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. So <clears throat> earlier in this week, we saw Cole Caulfield get a big extension from the Montreal Canadiens, eight-year term over 7.5 million per season. I believe the total 80 was 7.85. And this is for a player who has and only a couple seasons to his name, his highest goal total is 26. Look at his overall numbers. He's played 123 career games, 84 points in those games. Good production, but eight years times over 7.7, 7.8, 7.8 million. That's a lot. That is a high ticket. But the Canadians, they are betting that he is going to be a star for them. And I'm fine with them locking him up long-term, you know, while he is still in the peak years of his career. And when I saw that extension, I was like, okay, this begs the question, what is Jake Gensel going to be looking for in his next deal? Because you look at Jake's stats, and I know he's been in the league a lot longer. I understand that. But they are you know, a lot better. Two 40-goal seasons, three 30-plus-goal seasons, one season of 80-plus points, three seasons of 70-plus points for his career 453 overall games 414 points almost a point per game player this past season 73 points in 78 games before that 84 points in 76 games Before that 57 and 56 he has been a point per game player for the last five seasons basically after his first couple of seasons he's he really made his mark in the NHL and that begs the question what is he looking for in his next deal if you're asking me if they want to do it this summer, which I don't know if Dubis has any plans to extend Gensel right now, he's obviously going to get max term, eight years. And I think you're looking at at least an AAV of eight million. And I honestly I think based on this Caulfield extension, you could even argue maybe 8.5 to 9 million per. Why not? Jay could easily go to his agent right now and say, I deserve 8.5 to 9 million per if Caulfield's getting almost 8 million per season based on the production that he has had in the first couple of seasons of his career compared to what Gensel has done with almost, you know, he's 86 points away from 500. Heck, Gensel may break that next season. So that's really interesting to think about. If I am Dubas, and this is just my personal opinion, I wait until after the season to start the contract negotiations with Gensel. Obviously, I'm, I'm keeping him. I, I, I would not want him to walk because he's going to be here, I think, long after Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and, and Crystal Tank stop playing. But I just don't think you're, you're really going to want that distraction, in quotation marks, that maybe people think happen during the regular season. You know, some GMs negotiate during the season, some don't. You know, We'll have to see where Dubas stands with this one. But... I would, wa- would want to see how he does this year. If he does have another really good season and, ha- and beats out the production he had this year, then his production, or not production, his price tag goes up, which I think is still fine. But I- I'm still punting that extension until after the season because you will have plenty of opportunities to sign him. That negotiation should honestly not take that long. Heck, when the... When the- Prior regime, regime, excuse me, signed Ricard, Raquel, and Brian Russ that last off season. Those deals came together fairly quickly, especially because the team was out in the first round. Heck, the Brian Russ deal came, I believe, during what the second, third round of the playoffs. So, it's it's definitely something to monitor. I, I do think Jake, you know, should and and will ask for more than what Caulfield got because he's one of the I think when at his peak you know he's one of the five to six seven best pure goal scorers in the league I would die on that hill and just based off his production alone he he, he may push for nine million per I, don't, I I don't know if he truly will but just based off his production I think he's more than qualified to ask for that kind of money let me know what you think about this do you do you think that Gensel will ask for that kind of money on his next contract do you think he deserves that kind of money for his next contract because it's, it's going to be a whopper no matter what people like six million right now that is a flat out steal for Jake no question this next one though he's going to be paid and he is going to be paid handsomely but That will do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Really appreciate all of you listening slash watching. On Friday, I will have Jesse Marshall from The Athletic on the show to discuss Kyle Dubas' hire, all the silly season stuff from the offseason. It's going to be a really good show. Look at some free agents. Look at some trade options. Who Dubas could go after. All that plus so much more is coming up on the Friday edition for Locked on Penguins. So, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I very much appreciate it. I'll be back with another episode for you all on Friday.